The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, setup to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musick. Welcome, everybody, to this wonderful Monday morning. I'm in Puget Sound here, and I'm with Nina Price, uh, who pushes the reset button and helps folks figure out what to do next after their first success in business and sometimes more. Nina, welcome to the show again. Well, good morning, Jillian. Good to have you with us again. Um, Let's see, Nina, we were going to talk about a few things this morning that related to what we were talking about last week. Last week I covered a number of issues that, uh, or or tips on ways that you can make more money when you're at conferences, uh, rather than just spending all of that money on a booth and on the tarmac there and maybe even sending people to man the booth or doing it yourself and so on. There were all kinds of other good ideas around it. So folks can go get that show at webmasterradio.fm or through iTunes. But today, I wanted to talk about what to do if you can't afford the time, the money for travel, the ticket cost, all of those kinds of things to even get to those kinds of conferences. So um, I think I have kind of an unusual solution. And my solution is make your own conference, which kind of sounds counterintuitive. No, no. It's not counterintuitive at all. It makes a lot of sense because you've got to build community. And oftentimes... uh, Creating your own events is the best way to create community Right. when so you're just starting I, out. So today I want to talk to folks about how they can actually create their own either conference, seminar, event, whatever it is, what kind of events one might create, what they actually cost, which is surprisingly little if you pull it off right. And I've got a number of tips on how to do that for the lowest possible price. Um, some experiences on how we did that in the very early days of SEO Moz. And I know that you do it um, pretty regularly, not frequently, but regularly. I think you're running about two to three a year already. I'd like to be doing one a quarter, actually. But, you know, it it can be as simple as a teleseminar series or a summit. Telesummit, it could be a webinar. It could be a series of webinars. Um, It could be a live event. Uh, But, you know, it can take many forms. I mean, these days, with all the technology we have at our disposal, why not use it to create community? And, more importantly, to showcase our expertise. Absolutely. Um, over at SEO Moz now, we do monthly webinars. They're designed for pro members. If you are a pro member, in other words, a paying member of the SEO Moz community, you're welcome to log in and to uh, listen to these pro seminars. They're excellent things, no question about it. But I think you need a very solid community who is willing and eager to get in there. Now, we don't charge more for it, so it's a free event. That, of course, lowers the barrier uh, to entry. But you do have to have a strong enough community they are going to get online and listen to you. I think surprisingly, an awful lot of webinars don't get a whole lot of people 
in there and listening already. So in some ways, um, you know, running Webmaster Radio, we're a little bit like a webinar. We don't have the visual, but we do have the audio tape. And again, we get some folks who come and listen to us live. We get a much larger audience that comes to us asynchronously, downloads the stuff and listens later. And sometimes even the folks who listen to us live will download us again and listen to us again later. So there is some of that balance there. But doing live events, I think, is extraordinary, extraordinarily valuable. So I want to talk about a couple of things we can do on that. The first question, of course, is whether to charge or not to charge. Um, how about you, Nina? Do you charge for your events? Uh, it depends what I'm doing. Uh, usually, if, if I'm doing an event to build community, build my list, meet people, no, I don't. Because more people will show up if it's free. Okay. And I'm very careful to target the right people because obviously why have a free event if the wrong people don't if the wrong people show up you want to always be sure that you're getting exactly who you want. Absolutely. Okay. So we have for example meetups and tweetups. They are very informal events. They can either be held at our office now that it's a much larger and nicer office and all of that. But again, when we didn't have that, we would hold them easily at places like local pubs, bars, meetup places, coffee shops, whatever. Um, we would simply put out the word via email, Twitter. Um, we posted on Facebook accounts, things like that. And we'd simply let people know that it was happening. Now, if I am, uh, I think as many of folks in our audience are, uh, a single consultancy and my job is to help somebody market themselves, then I have to go look for my customer base, right? And my customer base may not be hanging around already on my Twitter account and my Facebook account. That's the choir. Those guys are already engaged with me. So I would have to physically go and invite other people. Sometimes that just means literally looking up which neighborhood uh, businesses are out there that I would like to approach. I mean, basically, if I would like to have that person as a client, I would have to reach them somehow. I have to find their email or physically call them on the phone or whatever it takes to get um, you know, their attention and say that this meetup's going to happen and issue them a one-off you know, invitation. Those can be very, very small events. It's not scalable. Later, it becomes scalable by encouraging people to follow you on Twitter because other similar events will be there. If they had a good time at the first event at a meetup and they felt like they met other people who could give them valuable information, this was a good way to decompress after work, um, a good way to share ideas, who knows what, or they got a formal presentation along with the meetup at that event and they thought that was valuable, they will market it for you by telling their friends, assuming you tell them to tell others, right? It's what that viral social media is all about. So we can leverage that right here on the ground. I think those things become really inexpensive because you don't have to bring, uh, pick up the tab for the coffee, the drinks, the whatever it is, wherever you meet. It's a tweet up. It means everybody pays their own way and you just show up. Ordinarily, I find that if I call a local pub or a coffee shop and I tell them I'd like to have a meetup, um, and this has been going on for years, they're more than happy to accommodate us. I just say, you know, I'm kind of warning you, I'm hoping to bring in about 50 people or 20 people or 100 people. They're thrilled. It might mean that I've given them a heads up so that um, they can, you know, they understand that they uh, have a number of people coming in and they can put on a, a little more staff or something like that. But otherwise, there's no effort for them. So it's really cool. And I think that's uh, probably the best way to get a hold of folks. 
Exactly. Um, you could have a public seminar where you showcase what you know, or you could team up with other people doing similar things so that you each bring in a bunch of people. I participated in an event like that recently where three um, individuals put together an event and they extended an opportunity to other people in their, in their um, what would you say, in their uh, in their lists or in their broader community to sponsor mm-hmm. parts of the event. And Oh, that's could, cool. So here's what I did. I heard about an event that was perfect for me. I knew my target clients, people I didn't know were going to be there. I had no clue who the people sponsoring the event were, but I got a message about it through a list I was on. So I contacted them, and they had different ways that you could sponsor. And so I offered... Um, services, free services uh, via gift certificate through their goodie bags and I submitted something for their raffle which Mm -hmm. was a really big package um, that involved some coaching as well and um, it turned out that not as many people as I thought had done what I did so what I did looked really huge really stuck out and I got a lot of visibility and I was right this was a really good use of my time because target clients were there. I knew literally two people in the whole room and uh, it was a great way to be seen and heard from and be introduced to a lot of potential clients. So there are a lot of ways that you can do things in cooperation with people and it doesn't have to cost you anything. It turned out the whole thing cost me nothing because I got free admission because I was a sponsor Uh, I had all the materials I used to create gift certificates and and packages. I'm just repackaging service, and I happened to have it, so it was nothing out of pocket. It was great. And you can do the same thing. Okay, I I agree. Um, So teaming up with someone else who is in the complimentary business who can refer you with some authority and having you do the same for them makes excellent sense. Obviously, it's always easier to refer another person. Uh, The kingmakers are the people who um, attest to the value of a person who stands next to them, not attesting to their own value. That's what you want to do. So we're going to take a break here in a moment. And when we return, I want to talk about places where you can hold events, uh, ways in which you can actually feed people cheaply, um, what kind of content you might want to give that will bring people out of the woodwork. And uh, we will talk a little bit more again about building that base so that you actually get folks to show up. This is Jillian Music and Nina Price on CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. 
That's raventools.com. Round trip plane tickets, $1,100. Four night hotel stay, $900. Conference passes, $2,000. And to think how far your dollar could go every month by working with webmasterradio.fm on air and on demand at some of the most premier trade shows around. We report from booth to booth, session to session, keynote to keynote. That can be sponsored by you. Plus, we throw unforgettable networking functions where your message can be conveyed via audio or video from the ceiling to the floor. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for a free consultation. Hi, this is Joel Kahn. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the Ecom Experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back, everyone. I want to talk a little bit now about uh, where to hold the events. Uh, we talked, of course, about putting it inside my office now that it's larger over at SEO Moz. Nina, where do you hold your events as an individual consultant? Your offices aren't quite large enough to hold, you know, 50 to 100 folks. Nope. So I try to find inexpensive, uh, either rentable or borrowable space. Okay. And uh, in my community, you know, you call around, you check out on the local lists, um, check in with your local um, networking partners, your local friends who have other businesses, you know, maybe somebody, you know, has a conference room or something that comes with their rent that, that you can borrow or rent for an afternoon or an evening. And that makes actually, good sense. you'll be um, amazed. Yeah. You'll be amazed. There are actually things that you can use things like libraries. You can use things some. Right. Um, some stores even have rooms or maybe uh, places like yoga studios, art galleries, who would let you use mm-hmm. them on their big rooms on the uh, off hours. Yeah, so, um, we have a number of coffee shops here, usually the off brands, that actually have meeting rooms inside them. There was also, I think, a Panera um, bread company that is nationwide, I think, at this point, certainly through the Western is. states and the U.S., and it may even be going international. They also have these small meeting rooms off to the side. I went to a TIE meeting. Um, it's a network uh, event for uh, entrepreneurs uh, coming out of India, actually, and it's supposed to be the world's largest network of entrepreneurs, Um, but they had a meeting up in Redmond, Washington not too long ago. They had rented out such a room. In the end, rent just meant that you were asked to buy a certain amount of, in their case, tea and um, some kind of sweets, and that was sufficient. So the food itself covered the room. I've used the library. The public library is almost always available in some way, shape, or form, depending on the size of the room you need um, you have to reserve well in advance but it is without cost what they do require is that you permit the public to attend and so making it an open event you know you may get a straggler here or there who isn't necessarily your target market uh, but I rarely had anybody stop by whom I didn't invite already I found those were amazing spaces very beautifully put together 
Um, and then finally, uh, the universities, the local universities, that's where we held our very first uh, SEO Moz Mazinar. Um, in those days, we didn't even call it that. It was just an SEO Moz seminar. It was a full day of Rand getting up on the stage and yakking away about uh, the basics of SEO. Uh, we had eight different segments of it, and we presented, presented quite a large amount of information um, but it was very informal. We had one speaker, as I said. Uh, they literally put down boxes and threw a fabric over it for us. Uh, we rented the entire room for $300 for the entire day. Uh, it went to the university. It was obviously deductible on our end, either via um, the... Uh, you know, as a marketing expense, or it would have been as goodwill toward the university. Either way, we could have taken it off, um, and we were able to bring in our own food. That was critical. If I had to do it in a hotel, I would have had to pay those hotel conference prices. So when you're ready for just that one step up, going to city enables you to control costs in a very strong way. So I was able to do things like go down to Costco. I picked up muffins. They beat those 7-Eleven type, you know, catered prepackaged pastry, you know, things by a mile. Um, so I went to uh, Costco and um, I picked up, uh, I guess it was three packages of muffins for just a few bucks. And we served those for breakfast. I got Starbucks coffee the first time I had to pay for it myself and so on. And then I ordered in pizzas for lunch. So we had like 20 or 30 different pizzas, you know, delivered midday. In the end, the entire day cost me less than 500 bucks, including 300 for the room and less than 200 for all the foods. Um, I used Physically, I used coupons. I found, you know, coupons for the uh, stuff, uh, the pizza stuff, and we ordered them in batches of, I don't know, three pizzas or something so that you would buy two, get one free. It was crazy penny-pinching, but it was possible. And we were able to do all of that, um, and we did charge for admission. The first year we charged, I think it was 99 bucks to attend for the day, and we made quite a bit of money by comparison. At that time, it was a, a huge boon to our purse, so that made good sense. Now, Nina, you were talking about getting the meetups and tweeters that I had started with as well, in which we don't charge the public, but sometimes you do charge. Tell me about which uh, groups you charge for and what kind of difference there is in the information you give away or the stuff you give away at the stuff you charge for as opposed to the stuff you don't. That, that's a good distinction, Jillian. Um, obviously, when you're doing a free uh, event, a free workshop, and it's maybe an hour or two, it probably shouldn't be too many hours because the whole point of it is to make an offer of some sort and to and to help people get to know you go get to know like and trust you and see that what you have to offer is exactly what they need mm -hmm. um and well i would say stick to three topics so sometimes i'll say you know three strategies three secrets three whatever in the title of what i'm talking about to solve a very tangible problem that your people have. I got whether, you. Okay. Whether it's getting a job, whether it's uh, starting your own business, whether it's getting financing, whether it's managing your time more effectively. I mean, whatever it is that you do. Um, or maybe you could give three valuable SEO secrets. You know, three mm -hmm. things that a small business person could do who's your potential client um, to make money in under a month. 
And they could be pretty juicy ones. I mean, of course, you know more than what you're telling them, but just things that will get them excited. And then, of course, they'll want more, so you'll offer them more at the end. And be sure to leave time to make an offer. If you don't make an offer at your free event, you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. So, so I, okay. I, I would agree. Um, if you have something that you can physically offer them to pick up at the end, that's great if you have hard product. If all you're selling is a service product, it makes it more nebulous. But you do want people to actually uh, put in their business cards, hand them to you, or to uh, add their name to a list to say, yes, I'd like uh, to schedule the next meeting. Make sure that there's a reasonable time-sensitive offer. If you want to have uh, take advantage of our $99 intro package to something, you know, put your name on the list tonight. Those who do so will get the $99 package. Tomorrow it will be $149 or it will be $250 or whatever it is. Exactly. You can do the same thing with it will be a $1,000 package and it will be $2,000 or $3,000 if you wait till tomorrow. So those are your choices. And... Um, yeah, I, I think that making it very clear that there has to be one more action at the end of the meeting is a very good idea. Um, sometimes we just have meetups and tweetups, and it's just for branding purposes. But uh, in general, we try to make sure that there is an actionable item at the end of the group meeting. Absolutely. Besides, if you're trying to get business from this, you need to um, you need to create some urgency, as you said, with a limiter. You know, these prices vaporize as soon as you walk out of this room. Well, that's pretty powerful. Um, people will either do it or they won't. Or you can sometimes uh, offer uh, f free strategy sessions as a follow-up and be sure you get their business cards. Or at least a card with their information. Otherwise, you have, you have wasted the time. You're trying to get contacts, and, and uh, if you don't ensure that you have a way to stay in touch with them, follow up with them, uh, get them on your list, or get permission to get them on your list. Of course, we, don't can right. we know about can spam. But seriously, um, if you haven't taken it somewhere by the end of that free workshop, you've wasted the workshop. Right. Okay, one more thing about this uh, kind of a small group thing that you can put together yourself. Finding space in community centers, um, libraries, where they might have to be open to the public uh, technically, but obviously those who you invite will show up and so on. Those are free. Universities um, and so on can be low cost or sometimes free as well if you can have... Uh, folks inside the university attending, and then finally uh, going to things like public spaces already, coffee shops, pubs, etc. All of those things make good sense, and now tweak it one more. If there is a conference in your hometown, or you're going to attend one anyway, promote such an event right there. That's your target market. We're going to assume you're going to go to a conference where your target market is, not where your colleagues are necessarily, right, where your target market is, and you can promote it right there inside that space and say, come join me after today's events. Those are incredibly good because there's a whole lot of folks who are out of town at such a conference. They don't know what else to do. They'll come to meet with you because they may not have invitations elsewhere. Okay, we're going to take one more break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about how to get folks to uh, spread the word for you so you actually get people to show up, and then you can achieve your goals. This is Jillian Music and Nina Price on CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. The lower the temperature drops, the closer you are to AFCON 2010 Miami. 
Book a luxurious suite for AFCON 2010 Miami at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort and Club by logging on to bit.ly slash AFCON Miami. Escape the cold and embark to our winter oasis for affiliate marketers at AFCON 2010 Miami, December 8th through 10th. You can register now by going to AFCON2010.com. That's A-F-F-C-O-N 2010.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. From domains to digital marketing, social media to blogging, you can reach this broad audience by using what you're listening to now. Reach the thousands of internet marketers that download and listen live to the premier on-air and on-demand podcast network, WebmasterRadio.fm, with the Internet Marketing Channel. Our ad campaigns are fully integrated with multiple avenues of exposure, from slick, effective 30-second commercials to detailed, informative 30-minute town hall meetings. Expose your products and services to listeners and podcasters of not just shows like Market Edge and Domain Masters, but anyone looking for ways to market their business with your product. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm to find out more. LPO, landing page optimization. Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. We're going to wrap up here in just a few minutes' time. Um, I wanted to talk to folks um, a little bit about the stuff we can leverage, of course. There's Twitter out there. You can create your own hashtag. Um, do so early on in the process of creating a, uh, a group meeting. Uh, plan in advance to create a number of them. Nina, you were saying you wanted to do one every quarter. Um, I would say, yeah, one every quarter, absolutely. Maybe even moving it to one every second month pretty soon if you uh, can possibly do that by leveraging this, uh, you know, kind of the momentum of constantly doing it, which makes things actually easier. That first pull of a flywheel is always the hardest. The first group gathering, seminar, conference, whatever you put together is going to be the most difficult one. After that, if you can do <coughs> that, it becomes part of your daily uh, events that, that you kind of plan for the next one and so on. So create a hashtag that's going to cover all of them and keep that thing going. Um, get a hold of folks through your Facebook groups already. Encourage them to tell other people. Uh, literally knocking on doors of local businesses if that's your target market. Um, if it's larger organizations that you would like to have show up, now you've raised the bar. So if you're selling... Uh, search marketing or uh, traditional marketing things or counseling and so on, but you're selling them to folks who are much larger business, enterprise size organizations. You're going to have to locate their email addresses one way or another or make phone calls in and go through that gauntlet of getting through to secretaries and so on um, and leaving messages and hopefully they get back to you about it. So, again, first flywheel uh, turn is going to be the most difficult. Thereafter, you'll find that it's easier to do these same processes again and again. Nina, you were talking about it being difficult because if you don't do it, nobody does. 
Here's my big suggestion. There are folks who want internship positions out there. They're kind of desperate to get it. You can actually go to a university and post the fact that you would have such either a temporary or even full-time thing in which a student could get credit for their classes, possibly with a very small stipend and possibly without a stipend, to support a business in doing these kinds of things. You can also find someone, for example, who is a little lower on the totem pole than where you sit today. If you have um, a company of maybe, I don't know, three to ten people or maybe a, a loose consortium of a few folks who do different things, you do web design, the other guy does SEO, a third guy does PPC, and some guy does traditional um, design and uh, graphic design and so on, and you all get together, each one of you can either divvy up the process or each one of you can say, let's get this intern to actually create the event for us. It should be somebody who probably wants to grow up to become an event planner. It's really good for their resume. It's good for your services, and everybody has a point of contact. Leveraging folks who want to be interns is a great way to get this kind of stuff going. Definitely create a Facebook page around the event or add it to your own company page. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, we're going to have a show very shortly about uh, things that go on in Facebook, uh, the errors that people make in Facebook and so on, but also how to do things right on Facebook uh, in order to make more money for your business. So um, upload photos from the events to your Facebook, Flickr, your site, um, all of those kinds of things that uh, will help promote the next event by saying how much fun and how valuable it was to have this first event. Get as many people who attended as possible to tweet about it at the event itself, tweet about it a little bit afterwards, and of course pre-tweet your next event. Have them upload their photos, encourage them to bring cameras or use their cell phones and so on. So making sure you're doing the marketing while you're on site itself helps you each time to, to make that ball grow bigger along the way. Nina, do you have any last parting thoughts about how you make your um, events happen or actually tell us about the next event you're going to have? <laughs> well, an event can be as, sim as simple as a holiday open house. I would say always have something you can invite people to, whether it's a phone call, a webinar, a teleseminar series, a telesummit, an open house, a workshop, a live event. It doesn't matter. Always have something to invite people to. It makes a huge difference. That sounds great. All right, so I'm looking forward to your open house, and I'm going to certainly be having one over at SEO Moz. If you haven't seen them already, folks, uh, get onto Facebook, Flickr, things like that. You can see what we did for Halloween, which absolutely floored me. I always thought that was a kid's event, but nope, turns out grown-ups had a good time. And we'll talk to you next week on CEO Coach, where you can download our shows on iTunes or at webmasterradio.fm. Just look for the CEO Coach icon. Mm -hmm. 